How's it going, everybody? I'm Digit, and this is the Streetcast Podcast. So today we're going to be doing something a little different. Uh, I have streamed in the past, and this is going to be a live show as we talk about some tech news and some different things. If you're ever interested in watching one of these live shows, you can check out my Twitch channel. It is twitch.tv slash I'm underscore digit. Cool. So let's go ahead and get started here because there's a couple of things I want to discuss straight away. So first of all, Valorant has dropped, ladies and gentlemen. Valorant is now out. Now we had a pretty extended beta there for a while, and there was some controversy about how you get beta keys and all, but it officially dropped yesterday, June 2nd, and now it's looking like it's going to be a thing. Now, there's been a ton of people talking about going straight into Valorant Pro. The game's only been out for a day, so we'll see how the pro scene looks. I don't know if the pro scene will keep as much attention, excuse me, as it has with CSGO and other tax shooters like Rainbow Six. But we'll see how it goes there. But that's a pretty crazy thing to see is that Valorant has dropped and we're going to see how it plays out there. Personally, from my playthroughs, I haven't played since the official release when the beta was out. I did play. I did get a beta key. Thank goodness I was able to play some. My impressions from the game is that it's very much what they were going for. It's very much the tax shooter CSGO feel. I have to agree with Shroud and some of his early predictions that the game wasn't ready to launch just because there's not a lot of content. There's really not. There's a lack of skins, a lack of maps. The characters are good. The agents, quote-unquote, the agents are really good, but they're just they're just not needed. They're not where it needs to be right now. So, oh well. That's uh, that's Valorant. Valorant has dropped. We'll see how it plays. I have been watching some streams, not as much as I usually do, but I've been watching some streams, and it looks looks like the game's going to have some lasting power. The difference that they can make is how they organize their tournaments, similar to CS:GO and other games. If they do quality of life stuff, they're going to be fine. It took CS:GO a decade to start putting quality of life updates into the game, at least from my perspective. So we'll see. That's Valorant. All right, let's move on to our next point of discussion, and that is the AMC Theaters warning of substantial doubt about future as pandemic fallout continues. So this was a Verge article by Julia Alexander, published today, actually. The roundabout is that theaters aren't doing too well. Surprise, surprise. Since the coronavirus issue. Oh. Hey, thanks for checking out. But since the coronavirus issue, theaters haven't been doing too well at all. And honestly, neither has the media. Um, especially movies. A lot of the movies, such as Black Widow and a couple others, got pushed to later in the year. So we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> I don't think that the theaters themselves are going to be able to recover as well as other companies, such as the airlines that were hit hard by the coronavirus as well. Just because travel, I think a lot more people are going to travel once this is all over because they still want to see their family members. Movies are a very 
come and go kind of thing. So I don't think that's going to be lasting long. There's another Verge article I want to talk about. The Verge also talked about the new Google Chrome, Chromecast that's going to be dropping. Here we go. Google is going to try to win TV for the umpteenth time. Google has so many products out there right now, so many different softwares that they just cannot combine into one. (laughs) Specifically, the Google Chromecast. I believe right now there's two or three different times of Chromecast, but I want to give a shout out real quick to Gabru MD in the chat. So my uh, my podcast, Streetcast, is available on Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's also on anchor.fm if you want to check it out there. Thanks for asking. I really appreciate that. Going back to Google's Chromecast. What we're looking at here is an actual probable, based on this article by Dieter Bond from The Verge, we're looking at a possible early view. I, I, I forget what the specific word is, but the difference in this Chromecast is that we might have a remote. I think that's a great idea. I'm a big fan of the streaming technologies, big fan of it all. Personally, I think if you don't have a remote in the modern day streaming battle, you're losing. So before the Chromecast didn't have a remote, you just controlled it with your phone, which is a novel idea, right? That's a good idea, but it doesn't work out in the end, just because you need to be able to control volume, you need to be able to switch between platforms without constantly going back to your phone. So pretty good, pretty good there. I'm excited. I was going to buy a Chromecast because right now I have a Roku. And as many of you know, or maybe don't know, on a Roku, you cannot cast your Twitch streams directly to the TV. You can on an Amazon Fire Stick because Amazon owns Twitch. But Amazon, in my opinion, the Amazon Fire Stick's UI and Amazon Fire TV's UI is just not as clean as Roku. So I prefer the Roku software. And that's why I like their products. But it's a pain in the butt when you buy a Roku TV and Twitch does not work with it. There's been several workarounds that just don't end up working anymore. But I was going to get a Chromecast to try and watch Twitch on the Roku TV but I'll probably wait. I'll probably be waiting for this next Chromecast to come out that has a remote because I think that's pretty cool. All right, moving on. Let's talk about something next. I do want to eventually talk about the Apple, uh, what the Apple statement about they're being tracked. So let's, let's look at that Apple. Apple made a statement. Here it is from Forbes. Let's see who wrote this. Apple. But the Forbes article is, Apple warns looters with stolen iPhones, you are being tracked. This was an article by Zach Doffman. This was a really good article, but I wish it would have gone more in depth. I thought it was very, very entry-level article, but it is Forbes. It's not exactly The Verge or another tech company, so I understand why that is the case. But anyway, he goes and he talks about how these companies, Apple specifically, let's see if we can get, here we go. Is a picture of it. I believe it's going to take us to a Twitter. How they post on these phones that were taken out of their stores. An actual prompt on the phone that says, 
please return to Apple, and then they have the address of the Apple store it was taken from. This device has been disabled and being tracked. Local authorities will be alerted. So all these products that just got looted from an Apple store, which one, good on Apple for protecting their products and protecting, I believe they their employees weren't working, so good on them there. Um, concerning the movement itself, this isn't, suppo- this isn't trying to be a political podcast, but I do want to say I, I completely and 100% support the protesters, the looters, stop it. You're removing the aspects from the protests. You're removing a helpful discussion and you're just creating a bad situation for everyone. For the looters, shame on you. For the protesters, power on. But anyway, back to this. Apple shutting down phones taken from their store. I think that is so cool. It's questionable, but it's really, really cool. Uh, the questionable aspect is at what point does this start happening? Can I have a Pixel phone. Can Google shut down my Pixel phone just randomly? Hmm. It's It brings up some interesting questions, but good on Apple. You know, they shut down stolen goods, so I'm with it. What else we got here? What else we got? We already talked about AMC. The 5G coronavirus conspiracy theories are insane. Facebook is a crazy place, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, No matter what you feel about politics, look into the 2016 election cycle regarding the use of Facebook, and you'll see some very interesting things there. Um, Not specifically for the politics part, but if you're interested, that's just more power to you. But specifically to how that technology and how social media can be used to to influence society. So that was really cool to see. I do want to check out CNET as well. CNET usually has some really cool articles. All right. Everybody's talking about HBO Max. Oh, that's another good one. All right. So HBO Max. This is a, I just randomly clicked on this article. It is a CNET article by, oh my goodness, this name's going to be interesting. Marguerite Reardon. Marger, I can't pronounce that, but it's a CNET article called HBO Max Won't Eat Up AT&T Data Plans. I do want to talk about HBO Max because it's been everywhere. If you've watched cable or anything with commercials, it's had commercials on it. HBO Max is HBO's new streaming service. It's not going to be replacing their current streaming service, which I couldn't tell. HBO Now, I think is what it's called. It's just going to be updating HBO Now into HBO Max, and then boom, poof, it'll, it'll be working, I guess. I'm not exactly sure. But that's the plan as of right now, to my knowledge. But the issue with HBO Max is that it launched, but not on a lot of streaming platforms. So what we're seeing is that Roku, again, specifically back to the Roku, doesn't have an HBO Max app, and neither does Amazon F- Amazon devices, if I'm thinking correctly. So let's look this up. HBO Max, not on Roku. The market share for Roku is overwhelmingly in its favor. Roku, I believe, has 60% of the streaming devices. But the devices HBO Max launched on were just Chrome, excuse me, Chromecast, and another one that I can't remember. It's not available on Roku. Or, 
Okay, this is an article from CNET, and it is by Allison Denisco Raom, I believe. HBO Max review, 10,000 hours of great TV and movies are still incomplete. And she wrote that it's not available on Roku or Amazon Fire TV products, which consists which cost the service some points. Roku is the most popular streaming device in the U.S., overwhelmingly the most popular. Surprisingly, this this service just launched on the Google Chromecast, which is underwhelming in the percentage of respondents that it has in the streaming service. Um, There's also some crazy news with HBO Max and the money they've been dropping to get certain shows. I, for one, have, have been binging South Park, South Park will be coming to HBO Max. So if you like South Park and you currently have Hulu with a Spotify student plan or something like that, I would start watching South Park and make that happen as fast as possible. But yeah, um, let's... HBO Max is going to be really weird. And I want, the streaming services, the streaming battle... The battle for your internet. Gosh. We're going to come full circle at some point where people are offering a cable plan just over internet. And slowly they'll be introducing ads again. That's just the negative Nelsie. Negative Nancy, excuse me. The negative Nancy in me. I believe the market is becoming oversaturated. Netflix had a great thing going. But then every other company production company, whatever you want to call it, started adding on their own streaming service. HBO Max, I believe that NBC is going to launch theirs, and once they launch it, Netflix will be losing The Office. Hulu started. South Park is not available on Netflix. There's a lot of shows not available on Netflix now. Movies are... Netflix has been very good for their own shows, but for outside movies and shows, they haven't been as good. It's getting Disney now. Disney now launched. Yep, I remember that controversy where they took all the Disney products off of Netflix. I'm concerned that we're just approaching cable again. When for the consumer, it was great there for a while. I do hope that it goes back to a place where streaming services have a lot more content and share content instead of just putting it on their own streaming platform. But I doubt that'll happen. It'll be just like cable back in the day, but you'll have more options. Cable's weird anyway. That's just my opinion. Cable's such a weird thing that you have to watch what they say you need to watch at this time so that they can give you ads and blah, 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 blah. It's the 21st century. If cable wanted to change, they would have put themselves on the internet anyway. But I guess that's what Netflix did. Cool. All right, back to it. Let's see what we got. So we've hit The Verge. We've hit CNET pretty good as well. And just to recap, we've talked about the AMC, a little bit on the coronavirus, 5G conspiracy theorists, a lot on HBO Max, and some Chromecast discussions. Let's check out the BBC tech block, shall we? And then... I'm going to finish up. This is a short stream, a little short podcast. I wanted to put an episode up. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the love today for technology. 
Ooh, Facebook. Should we talk about Facebook? That's a that's a very political. I feel, it's crazy how the technology companies are getting to where if you want to talk about the inner workings of these companies and the politics between technology firms, you have to talk about the politics of the United States in general. But let's talk about Facebook a little bit. Let me pull up an article. All right. Here we go. Let's check out this BBC article. So this is a BBC News article called Facebook Zuckerberg Accused of Setting Dangerous Precedent Over Trump by Zoe, I'm so bad at pronouncing names, names, Zoe Kleinman, Kleinman, I believe, Kleinman, yes, K-L-E-I-N-M-A-N, I believe that's Kleinman. Anyway, we had a whole controversy when Twitter flagged a Trump tweet, if you would like more information on that do your research. Um, there's vid- videos. I'm not extremely knowledgeable, so I'm not going to speak. I know the general situation. Twitter flagged one of President Trump's tweets as informative, misinformation, I believe, is specifically the word, is mis- misinformation. And Facebook was asked, what are you doing to stop misinformation and influence campaigns? And Zuckerberg says, we are not the embodiment of truth, so that's not our decision. Twitter is taking a little more of an active response and saying, we're going to go after misinformation. Zuckerberg says, that's not the job of a technology company. That's the job of the individual to find out. Whatever side of the fence you're on, you have your own opinion. I just think it's incredibly interesting to see two extremely large social media companies go in an ethical battle that directly impacts the president of the United States and politics as a whole, as well as policy. Because as soon as Twitter did that, two days later, the Trump administration had a executive order regarding social media. And again, I'm not extremely knowledgeable on this. It's just super interesting to me to see two technology social media companies take a moral stand and draw a line, say, this is our stance. Super crazy time frame, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. But I believe that's everything. Oh, let's cover Facebook a little bit more, and then we'll wrap it up here. But specifically with Zuckerberg, Facebook has been a crazy location of misinformation. Whether or not you agree that they should flag things individually or not, might. Myanmar, 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 I believe. Look up the Myanmar, I believe that's how you say it. Myanmar genocide and how Facebook was involved. Facebook wasn't involved directly, it was used as a tool. And then check, we talked about this briefly as well, check out the 2016 United States elections and how Facebook was utilized there. Social media can get weird, folks. It can get really weird in its impact on society. What stance you have, as long as it's supported, I, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not trying to push a specific stance, but these are important tools in the 21st century that you need to make sure you understand how social media impacts populations. So Facebook, Facebook needs to take a long, long, hard look at itself and make sure that it's doing the right thing here. 
because there's a lot of dangers in how certain situations can be handled for a social media company, especially when you have the eyes of the President of the United States and a large portion, large portion of the earth of the world is on that platform. And I'm sure they realize that this isn't, I'm, I, they know what they're doing. They're smarter than me. At least they, they know the situation they're in, but super interesting from an outside perspective to see the different moral stances. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this discussion on tech news for the week. Again, if you ever want to check out the live stream, um, this has been this entire podcast has been streamed directly through Twitch at twitch.tv slash I'm underscore digit. We had one viewer today. Thank you for checking out the, the stream. Really appreciate that. Talking about some tech news. If you'd like to check us out in our podcast, Streetcast, you can check it out on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, I'm Digit. And thanks for checking out the show, everybody. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. And Black Lives Matter. Bye-bye.